Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Everybody and welcome back to yet another hopefully delightful and exciting episode of the Projector Lunchcast, episode 70. My name is Marcel. I'm stoked to have you, dear listeners, with us. Less stoked, but still kind of okay is the fact that Basti is here. Can it be more exciting than episode 69, though? Well, at least you got a number right contrary to me, so that's something. Congratulations to already, you know, you're well on your way to becoming future host. And I guess also okay, Richard is here. I, like how stoked though, because you're you're leaning into stoked, and I want to know how stoked. Um, uh, seventy out of eighty-five. That's all right. That's that's a pretty good stoke. Oh, yeah. Is is that a good stoke? Is, is a good that stoke. the bar? The bar. For I'm all right with that stoke. Like I, I wouldn't. I'm not hanging my head in shame over this stoke. So, uh, you know, last week we talked about the, the games that we want to play this year, or in Busty's case, the Avowed he wants to play this next coming decade. Mm-hmm. And um, so today we thought, hey, you know, it's only mid of January, but there's already been some interesting uh, video gaming news. So after, you know, having not done one for one of these for a while, we're going to do a good old fashioned news roundup and discussion. How does that sound to you, gents? I think it's perfect because otherwise I have troubling, uh, trouble following uh, up with all the, the video game news. So if I don't listen to that podcast, uh, I have no idea what's going on. But there's this great thing you can do. Um, it's called Twitter. Oh, God. Like you can you can use that to stay up to date on, on games. Disregard. On insurrections. Do not. On all so, kinds of stuff these days, really. So don't. Just... My Twitter is usually cat pictures and people telling me that they're now streaming in five minutes i was gonna say i bet that your twitter is full of cat people Basti. yeah like wait cat people or cat people also sometimes like cat people lots of kajit and how many of them are probably guilty of this crime there is not a single vtuber i think how much moon sugar are we talking about here Basti? Hmm? That's that's the new thing. VTuber, right? Yeah, that's the new thing. With, with anime, yeah. anime gods. Where we is there a way that you can make a sound? Is there a way you can make a sound older? By like, I, I might have watched a few of these streams on YouTube because it was cute. I'm just, and, uh, I'm just saying, like VTubing has been around. It's been around for a very long time. What? Like, yeah, anime, cel shading, whatever, girl avatar, yeah. streaming, Minecraft. yeah, ha, yeah. That's not that's not new. In the West, uh, speaking English, yeah, that's not I new. I don't, I don't want to say. I don't what? want to say. Busty's Twitter okay. timeline is full of Khajiit, but if Busty's Twitter timeline were a reach, it would be elsewhere. <laughs> listen, so, right listen down, here's the thing: we need a deep dive on Animu VTubing. No, look, look, you can't go. This is your problem. You can't go casual weeb. 
You can't. You either have to go full fucking weeb or not at all. Because if you do this, if you're like, hey guys, look at this new trend VTubing, like the the, the, the force that is weeb, you know, senses a great disturbance in what you're saying. So episode 71, Richard, will introduce us to the world of uh, weeb VTubing. There's not much to know. Oh, do wow. you... you guys do how about you guys do that topic the next time I'm on vacation, which at this rate could be anywhere between no. this summer and in ten years. I want to hear your questions on VTubers, most of all. I want to make you a VTuber. Well, as you know, oh. I only ever have one question about these topics, and it's always the same question that I ask you, Richard. Is this weeb? Exactly. When I send you in the middle of the night a League of Legends piece of art, See... and I'm like, is this weeb? See, at least you've got a binary like view on this. Like, it is either weeb or not weeb. There is no like, kind of weeb. Exactly. Speaking but, of uh, weeb, I was gonna say, shall we maybe move on with the? Because I'm, I'm sensing the best. That, you know, this is gonna be this is gonna be weird. The gonna, gonna be, be a, yes, a, gonna be weird. weird. Didn't start weird. Gonna be weird. Well, somebody made it weird, not me. Uh, the first piece of news that um, was interesting, and I guess you know one of those things that just people sometimes notice, um, rather than it's some uh, it, it being bl blasted out onto the internet like by a company or so, is the fact that Sony has retired the Killzone website, and it's now leading to PlayStation.com instead. Um, oh no! Multiplayer of the game still works, but for example, you can no longer create clans in Killzone Shadowfall, which was the last one that came out, the launch game for um, the uh, PS4. So that's been over six, seven years now, over seven years now. Oh, actually, this sorry, Mercenary came later. Mercenary came the following summer for the Vita, but obviously nobody talks about the Vita anymore, not even Sony. There so, was a surprisingly um, good shooter on the Vita, though. I usually hate FPS games on the Vita or on handhelds, but that game was... Uh, that that worked very well. I once played it for two hours on a plane. I don't... I played a kill zone. Ghasts, right? Yeah. Yeah, Hell okay, yeah. Ghasts. Hell gas. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've played... Hell yes, ghasts. Hell yes, gas. I've played a kill zone before. They were... I can see... I can see why this might go away. Yeah. You remember like the last time I I shocked you by knowing a weep fact when I when I pointed out that the hell guests are very reminis reminiscent of of anime bad guys. I, I like I'm becoming less surprised at that like as it becomes more apparent that you are a hardcore closet weeb. But um, but yes, at the time I was surprised. See, for me it's just a thing. Like you know, for example, through stuff like Twitter or gaming media, so like you just soak up a lot of a lot of um, you know like uh, um, pop culture knowledge passively even without looking actively for it I mean unfortunately it's not the only thing that people soak up through Twitter these days but um, you know that that is just for me like uh, which is always you know, like it's it's always weird to me for example like when people living in Germany right hmm. when they say oh you know I've never heard of the super famous footballer where, to, where I think to myself even if I don't you know, if you don't do care about football like that guy's you know, in, in our media all the time or so like it's it's weird to me like where sometimes when people oh i really don't follow this thing where it's like oh that shit's easy no that's easy to avoid like i i, I wouldn't like know I, 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 you know, I, I don't i don't care about most nintendo games but like sure like through where i am and like the things i follow so i i soak up no yeah i'm mostly lies and i usually stick to my facebook and telegram groups christ um Does christ 
No, the question I think, is, I don't know. I think you can avoid some of that stuff. Does anyone of you remember the Resistance series? Fall of Man? Hmm. So Something is yuck. Killzone now happy uh, together with the Resistance series in some IP basement and will be forgotten until a YouTuber will make a hidden Forgotten Gem video about it? Or somebody fucking reboots it. I mean, here's the thing that uh, that surprised me a little bit. I mean, obviously, you know, right now for for Guerrilla, their their big shiny fancy thing is Horizon, which the first one did very very well. They're working on a second one, obviously, that's supposed to come out this year. But all this time, they were like there was a strong implication of them working on a shooter. Like for example, they hired several leads from Ubisoft to at work in Rainbow Six Siege. So there was always like this idea of, okay, they were working on Horizon as the main thing, but there seems to be somebody in that studio, in that team somewhere working on shooters. Uh, so for me personally, naturally, yeah. it always seemed you know logical that you know they have an established shooter series, they're hiring shooter experts. There's a chance they're working on you know, like more Killzone. Um, but yeah, like for what, what I found interesting about this news was um, that you know I saw it obviously on the first and foremost uh, you know uh, gaming leaks and rumors uh, subreddit, which is gaming leaks and rumors. And uh, what what really struck out to me there was like that somebody, hey, Killzone series may be dead. They've retired the official site, and there were a lot of people saying, oh, it's not that, and like and this back and forth. And like what what I found interesting about this was this notion of when do we consider a franchise dead so to speak because you know obviously strictly speaking unless a license expires and you're no longer legally allowed to do something you know it's it's not that right like it could always come back and sometimes games come back after after very long times yeah um but like just for the sake of discussion so in this case the last home console game came out seven years ago the last um, handheld game came out six years ago. Would you consider this series dead for the time being? Has a YouTuber made a video with the title The Way How the Killzone Franchise Was Slaughtered, Murdered, Slowly Died Horribly? And Probably. In the process. I don't know. I mostly use YouTube to, to look at cat videos and heavy metal music videos. Wait, Most like cat videos or cat people? videos no like the actual felines animals to, to, to be honest i think if it's not a case where an ip gets lost somehow if let's say a former publisher studio dies and then the ip is weird like <laughs> like where they're like who owns IP this limbo. yeah who owns this shit or uh, even worse when an ip has several holders where some of them do not care about this stuff or do not even know who, who owns the, the second or third or fourth part of that IP and there's some weird limbo shit going on. If that is not the case, a series is not really dead for me. Agreed. Probably. Like, uh, like yes, we can talk is about Jade series Empire that we feel. that to you? No. How is it a series? That's true. It was one game, right? Because like it came out on console and later on came out. Oh PC fuck off! That's not game. a series. Stop that. Stop. Stop doing ridiculous definitions for things. Okay. Okay. Um, is Mac Assault dead? I I haven't played Mac Assault. But is it dead? Like, you know, it's like dead to it, me. It's, it's still like you know the the rights are there if they want to do it. The last game out came out in uh, two thousand four. But if is there are dead? other games which are so similar, 
to a Macassault that has almost no distinction. Maybe the series lived on in a, a different form. Yeah, I I don't think you can do this by time. I really don't think yeah. you can do this by time. There's there's so many franchises that I mean have like gone and come back. Like, what's the what's the time difference on XCOM releases, for example? Um, between the new ones and like the last one, like no, just like what's the what's the longest gap? I mean, because like that's what we're talking about. I'm I'm looking to find out. One second. Yeah, do do your Google foo. I I Google foo. Yeah, it's like there 2001 was to 2012, right? Exactly. From Enforcer to Enemy Unknown. Oh, so I see you're also Googling. You're also... I'm go- we, we, yeah, we Google. We Google. So, I mean, like, like, um, like that's a 12-year gap already. Like, uh, like, like Wolfenstein... Well, I know, I guess they, there's weird shit. Like, if you count, like, mobile and just, like, kind of limping the IP along. Or, like, Fable, where it's like, here's a card game, you know? But, like, between mainline series, like... Because there's, there's big gaps in things, you know? Crash Bandicoot, right? That had a bit of a gap. Unless you're For example, like, if, yeah. if in 2011, if somebody had asked you, hey, um, would you call the XCOM series alive? All right, yeah. Would you, what would you have said? I mean, I get like where you're going for it and like, the colloquial answer of like, hey, there's probably not going to be games of this, but like, okay, doesn't that, doesn't that offer you, doesn't that like, get you in like to weird traps where I'm thinking about it, where uh, we know that, that IOI is going to work on a Bond game next, so is Hitman dead after this? If it takes him three, four, five years to get around to the next thing, well, like you know, that's a question. Like they've set themselves that they plan to take a long break from Hitman. Yeah, so is it dead? Right? I mean, I, I like I, I think I think you know the Dead series thing is is uh, is weird. Maybe maybe like the better thing would be like to put like dividers up into if you count a like soft reboot or like just naming it. Once a game is named the same as the initial release, then maybe that's a that's a that's a divider you can put up, like like Mortal Kombat coming out again, and then but they resumed the naming the numbering after anyway. Okay, so so your stance is essentially that as long as there is a legal possibility to keep going, a game is never dead. It's in. I can't, it, that make that makes more sense than like trying to figure out like a like a time or checking in on each thing yeah I, I, but, but you know it's probably case by case is the smartest thing where you do look it up and you're like oh okay like the team doing this is doing like armored core armored core is probably not armored core might be dead man like from is not doing that they're not their b team probably isn't doing that like like maybe you do have to do a little case by case and then a little bit of gut yeah. feeling and you know I mean, at the same time, we are living in we're living in an era where we had several major reboots of series. Some some of them very successful, some of them uh, syndicate, kind of weird. But also Chip we're living in a time where really old IPs, when they get lost or there's no like major hold anymore, get get bought by cheap for someone to to make a Kickstarter out of it. Because I think like when it comes to the returning of old video game series and franchises. Uh, there was never a better time for this than, than now, right? I mean, yeah, IP IP is always strong, right? So it, it's it's tough for me to consider like if they're gonna do like the difference between the two prey games, right? You know, mm-hmm. like uh, like IP is is it, 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 I think it, I think it gets harder and harder, like especially as we're getting into this more like collectathon business models that everybody's getting into. Like it, it gets harder and harder to really consider a uh, a franchise dead when you can really just stick its name on something else, movie style. It's one it's one of the weird ways that like the the games industry parrots the movie industry. Okay, fair enough. Um, 
So when when do you guys expect that we will see a new kill zone again? This generation? Just just quick pulse. Yes, no. You think there's going to be a new kill zone game this generation? No. Next one. No. No. I think. Yeah. No. I, I don't even know if it'll be next generation. Right. La last thing I, have I, to I say like how, how I like how in this year of our Lord 2021, Busty is bold enough to assume the world is still going to be around in five six years. I like Remem it, Busty. I like your positivity. Yeah, absolutely. Think about like last thing. Last thing I want to say about this. Think about Guerrilla when you have a seri series like Horizon. And they probably hired a lot of people working on a potentially new new kill zone and then prototyped and realized no matter what we do, all ideas we, 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 we are coming up with will result in a game which will stand in the shadow of the Horizon series. Yeah. That's I think that's a tough spot for them. Yeah. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, there's there's definitely still people working on a shooter there. I would say um, that's a that's a like great problem zone. to have. I mean, the other the other like um, popular rumor for a while was that supposedly, and maybe I don't know if that was if there was actual meat to that or if it was just like, hey, these people worked in Rainbow Six before. That supposedly, or allegedly, some people claim they may be rebooting SOCOM, which I have never played. Richard, I, th I think it was not big in Europe. I think it was at a time when, when uh, like um, console or like the PS2 online was mostly a US thing, and obviously I think it was much bigger in the US than it was ever in Europe. I think over here was more of a niche thing. Did you ever play SOCOM? Yeah, SOCOM is alright. Okay, I haven't. Um, but to tie it all together to what I said, the guys who made SOCOM, uh, they also made Crimson Skies and uh, Mech Warrior 3. So they're kind of close. You know, they're the best buddies with Mech Assault almost, which is that, by the way. Well, so, so is Crimson Skies. Thanks, Phil Spencer. You monster. Um, Speaking of dead games... From from exactly thanks richard i was gonna say it's moving on so uh, you know richard please do go ahead uh sorry i i i i i jumped the segway gun i got excited i'm uh, I, continue I just con just keep jumping got it like uh, a mario person speaking of dead games uh dying light 2 has seen another high profile departure with narrative designer and lead writer help pavel selinger selinger or selinger I don't think we say Selinger in, in, in Europe. Gotcha. Selinger. Leaving the company after 22 fucking years. That's a long time, man. I didn't even know that Techland has been around this long, I have to admit. Yeah. So wow. One of the initial, initial people or something like that, right? I've I mean, got to be, right? Well, I will find out how I can do some strong Google food to find out how Techland, how long. They, they first worked on a game, was it called Chrome or something, like a shooter? Techland? Uh, yeah. I remember Chrome, yeah. Yes, they were a shooter. Why does this sound familiar to me? 2003. It looked kind of like Unreal. It looked, I think it had pretty good graphics for the time. What? I've played that, haven't I? But yes, Techland worked on Chrome, Expand Rally, um, That Island, of course, uh, no. Call of Juarez. Call of Juarez. This is the worst. This is between the way the way you guys can't agree on how to pronounce that other developer that you were just talking about, and and this, I'm really I'm really loving the lean into pronunciation. But you had, you had an interesting well, I like try so, to be authentic. This um this 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 video game seems to be leaking personnel. But they've been around since 1991, actually. Yeah. So yeah, 20. So dude, dude's pretty much there, right? From the they're beginning, almost, yeah. They're almost as old as my strong disdain for Rich's bullshit. Was he a essentially founding member? Uh, no, he wasn't. Like, there's been like it's it's twenty twenty. 
one, right? Minus 22 years, it's 1999. So like, no, he only- Oh, he's been, oh yeah, okay. Into... Yeah. I, I collapsed a decade. I'm older than I think. Got it. But still handsome. Thank you. So do you think that this guy just retired because, holy shit, that's a long time? to be working at a company or do you think uh do you think the project which seems smoky at fucking best um is is a shell of its former self is is just something that they say that they are developing while they figure out how to cancel it i i i miss the controversies around it like the last thing i i know that dying light 2 is coming i knew they did this weird was it like battle royale whatever game Spin-off how did you game? like the how did you like the writing in Fallout New Vegas? I know that or I, Planescape. Don't, I don't like the writing in Dying Light One. That is something uh-huh. I can tell you. I think it was very I don't I don't think I don't think um I don't think uh uh Avalon was there for Dying Light One, was he? He, he joined after that, yeah. The, the, yeah, he, he, the, there was a time when he... So, uh, briefly, briefly run down through history. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I never played Dying Light because I don't like zombie games. Yeah. Um, the only kind of games like that I play are ridden killing games, uh, which is a hot new genre that's going to be established soon by Back for Blood. Um, and the yeah. ridden killing genre is completely superior to zombie games. Why did you get into Back for Blood instead of like... Because they're Left ridden and not zombies, see? Uh, but I mean, like, did you play Left 4 Dead? I don't get it. I played Left for that back in the day, yes. But those are zombies. Um, I, I don't know what they were called. I can't remember. You have no fucking idea what you're talking about, do you? Sometimes I do. In this case, I talked about it with my man Mitch, and he agreed that Back for Blood is a ridden game, not a zombie game. Uh, maybe it's a strand game, too. I know, that's something different. Um, so yeah, Dying Light 2 it was announced at E3 2018 by now-disgraced Chris Avalon. Ooh. Interesting enough, already there to find that, you know, that they had their game announced by a essentially external freelancer rather than somebody from the core team or like the studio itself hey he, 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 he was a, he was a name yeah, he was exactly. a name he was of like, course much more marketable definitely. um then uh, it for a while you know it had a a release date of spring 2020 and last year january so kind of few months away from when it was supposed to ship they delayed the game without giving any new time frame so it has been delayed a year ago um, there's still no new time frame. They said this week on Twitter that they're going to have exciting news soon, uh, only after the guy announced that he was leaving. So it's hmm. kind of hard to say, was this planned or was it just like a reaction to that? You don't know. I think it's a um, reaction to that, right? And interestingly enough, also um, last year, I think in May or so, there was a um, a article on a website called uh, Polski Game Dev, which, as you may have guessed, is from Poland. Where is Techland based, of course, so it makes sense. Um, saying that, quote, from a, from a source, that the development was a total mess, um, that they couldn't agree on a direction that they want to go, most of the quests supposedly, allegedly being purely fetch quests and boring, that most of Avalon's writing was already thrown out or so. Um, the company was very quick to uh, deny those rumors. But so yeah, that's the situation we're at right now. So, in alleged sources, and of course, I'm not an expert on the Polish game dev scene. I've heard people say that Polski game dev is supposedly a reputable site. Um, they saying their sources claim, you know, it's it's a mess. The company is saying it's all good, but also it was delayed very shortly before its supposed launch date a year ago. No news whatsoever since. Mm. You know, make of mm. that what you will. Like for me, this is a case of like where I'm thinking. You know, I could see some of those rumors maybe being accurate at that point. 
could be. I mean, like, weren't they? Wasn't this? Didn't we hear similar stuff about these guys with Dead Island? I mean, of course, every story has two sides, and I know there's 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 definitely mutual stuff. But I mean, like, what, there, there, well, there's a reason that Techland is not or did not make Dead Island too, right? I honestly, I don't know what the reason is. Isn't it just like that they? Oh, I think they, I thought they started working on Dying Light because it's their IP. Yeah, yeah. So it could be, it could be as simple as an IP belongs thing. to one of those companies. I honestly, I must admit, it's Deep Silver. Somebody working in. I don't know. I have no idea anymore between Deep Silver and Koch Media and TV oh yeah, 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 like yeah, who yeah. And, you know Embracer Group. I don't know who among them is what or who owns whom. It's one of those companies. One of that conglomerate owns that island. The European IP Lich King owns exactly that <laughs> island. <laughs> And we'll reanimate everything it needs to get the rest. But yeah, so I mean, like, like, um, I mean, they, they, they've admitted that they've had kind of like ups and downs in this stuff. And like, um, like Deep Silver back at the time was like, yo, uh, we're still going to do Dead Island. Because I mean, the game, the game made money. Um, the game, the game did fine. Uh, but they're like, they're like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to give it to someone else. Um, and Dead Island 2 also has, has, uh, has not come out. I mean that island, yeah, has obviously been in some way, shape, or form of development limbo, uh, limbo um, for a whole generation. They say it's a Jaeger, right? No, it was. It was. It was with Jaeger first. Then it was with Sumo. And then now it's now a Dambuster. It's with Dambuster. Jeez. So yeah, that game's been been sleeping around essentially. Fucking zombie games, man. That's why I should stick to written games. Is all I'm saying. The, the weird thing about the weird thing about this is like they've they've shown gameplay for uh, for Dying Light 2, like a, a substantial amount, yes. right? Yes. Um, uh, and it does seem at E3 2019 there was gameplay demos. And it does seem pretty ambitious the way like the the the, the flooding thing, like the story reshaping the map like that seems all very cool but yeah like some some developers i mean and I, this isn't a criticism like sometimes it takes time to find your footing with this stuff um even after you've done it like uh like there can be shakeups there yep. can be people leaving there can be there can be problems it's not always inherently problematic especially if you if you want to try something drastically different which it seems like they do want to do you know like they're not they're not really into picking it up and putting it back down again um Usually, I'm the yeah. last person yelling wolf if uh, one uh, bigger, bigger person on the project leaves. It could be, you know, it could be anything. Oh, yeah, but I mean, this is several departures, right? On, on, uh, on that. I mean, in, in this case specifically, uh, on Dying Light, you mean? Yeah, Dying Light too. My bad. I mean, it, it, that that island usually departs the developer. Like it's the other way around. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I broke up with you. <laughs> uh, for Dying Light, I mean, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Avalon left or was was left. Um, after the allegations, in this case, it seems like they keep losing the writers or the narrative people. Um, so it reminded me a little bit actually of Vampire Bloodlines in that regard. But mm. Bloodlines is a game where the narrative element is incredibly important. Is it for Dying Light though? I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I don't know if you bring on a a Avalon if you don't want it to be true. I mean, they, yeah, I think that the thing is like they made a big deal out of it. Um, yeah. If it is going to be a big thing in the end or not, you guys or somebody else will have to find out to tell me and then tell me because okay. I am not interested in the game personally. But um, it seemed like they really wanted to make a concerted effort to be much stronger on the narrative. Also, was he around. was he also the art director? 
this is another thing like um for for this guy first gentleman who left uh pavel sillinger like uh, three different stories that i saw like one called him a narrative designer next said he was a lead writer the others called him an art director um there also seems to be some confusion there uh, confusion there at least among media honestly i don't know i must say nah. i don't really fully know i don't speak polish of course so i cannot look at any sources but uh, like various websites have reported him with wildly different job titles I mean, generally, narrative sticks through a release. Like, a lot of people probably would speculate, like, oh, they wrote the story and they're just done. And it's like, mm, generally, narrative sticks through release and into whatever you're doing. But again, you know, like, the dude's been there for a long time. Um, I, I guess we got to hold on and see what their exciting news is. Because if it's, like, you'll get a smell of it real quick if it's just kind of the same, like, and the, the field still floods. Um, yeah, we'll, kind we'll of keep an eye on that. Yeah. Okay, um, what do Dying Light 2 and Outriders have in common? Uh, zombies? Developed, they're developed in Poland. They zombies. are published in the US by Square Enix. Zombies. delayed. There's no zombies, not even written. Which is there's good. Zombie, yeah. It's totally zombies. Are you sure that there's not a single zombie in Outriders? There's some zombie-looking really things sure. in Outriders. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not everything that looks like a zombie is a zombie. So you liked Walking Dead. I've never watched Walking Dead because I. But you should watch. But yeah, but they're not zombies. They're walkers. Uh, but they they're walking zombies. No, nah, no one ever says zombie in Walking Dead. It's kind of a it's kind of a I thing. Don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe that anybody like you know in in that universe would look at this guys and be like, guess there's no zombies here. No, they they, they really don't. It's, I think it's uh, yeah. an instance. Unreal. Uh, that's unrealistic to me. Because they don't call it zombies. So that so as you know, like if you look at the real world, like we we yeah. love to you know apply mm -hmm. even if it's unfitting, like you know texts like that that we know that 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 you know our common knowledge to things where they don't fit. I cannot imagine that in that world nobody ever th thought to himself it's almost like a zombie apocalypse in here. I, I don't know the lore on it, but I I know I thought I I was under the impression that zombies didn't like the the fictitious interpretation of zombies didn't exist in that uh, in that universe. Okay. So like when the when the zombie outbreak happens, nobody's like, "Oh shit, it's the zombie outbreak." But I could be wrong. Anyway, you're I mean you're the fucking dying light super fan because they're not zombies, so you love them. So go ahead, tell tell me about Outriders and the non zombies there. Uh, so yeah, Outriders, which was supposed to come out very soon, February second, has recently been delayed to April first. Uh, not a joke, allegedly. Um, because they need a little bit more time. And the good news here is, and I think it's a very cool way to handle it, and also you know shows a certain amount of confidence maybe in their new IP, is that February 25th they will release a sizable demo. They said it's going to be the first few hours of the game. It'll have co-op enabled, and you will be able to carry over your progress. So essentially, it's kind of like you know a free early access, early start, head start. I think you can call it something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the interesting thing here is just I expect there's going to be... So, I mean, there's two things, right? As we discussed like last week when, when Busty came up with the wildest theories and you guys all expected, I would say, um, Elden Ring. Um, not a whole lot of games really have a set date, as in it's coming out on this day, in this month, in this year, um, for this year. You know, for, obviously for good reasons, because, you know, yeah. COVID keeps throwing uh, curveballs to everybody. But I still expect that even with the few games that do have dates... 
there's going to be quite a few delays in the coming month or so as you know as companies really assess the impact that COVID and working from home had or still has for them and they see okay we need more time this is not coming quite together as we thought it would um, the shame here is that personally so far my mic shoe one was looking uh, fairly barren already minus the prince um who is who is coming in uh, march and who is already delayed you know from from january to march recently so i thought hey you know maybe outriders i'm not super interested not super convinced yet but tentatively you know it's better than nothing obviously i, I want to keep an eye on it so now that's been delayed but at least we can try the demo which is cool i really appreciate uh, like the demo thing and again I, th I would like to think or i hope that it just means that they're really confident in, in what they what they're doing i mean obviously people can fly have made great shooters in the past so I, I'm with you on the on the uh, demo uh, one. Like the the fact that they release a demo in late February shows confidence. And what I've seen from the game so far, I'm not sold yet. I don't know what it is, but but haven't clicked for me with the with the whole. But it looks good. It looks really really good. It looks uh, not janky for you Eastern European game. It looks very polished, uh, at least from what I have seen so far. And I will try out the demo because uh, maybe the demo will be the the, the uh, final thing which uh, makes it click for me. Definitely try out that demo. Um, and I it's like cool. Like the they have Pyromancer-esque class, I think. I like fiery stuff. I, th I think uh, it was the Devastator or the turret guy for me. One of those two, but I, it's cool. And, and a two month delay is, is also a pretty confident thing by their, their thing where they're just like, Hey, a little bit of time to tweak. They'll, they'll hopefully use the information to balance as they go forward, but they're famously not live service on it. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing out of that. Which honestly, and I think that is a, a controversial take probably for me, for a game like that, I'm almost being a little bit turned off by that. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think they're, they're probably hoping to uh sidestep some of the discourse that comes with a with a looter shooter you know something with a lot of a lot of uh, pedigree and expectations goes into it so they might be doing a smart move by saying oh we're not doing that just don't compare us to that we're not fucking destiny for fuck's sake um you know so they don't get uh, they don't get slapped around on that merit alone and hopefully they get slapped around on different merits but i like that idea I'm it could be. I, I don't know. Yeah. Anymore, like uh, too many live service games, etc. For me and games as a service, I, I want my. I would like to have a game with that kind of genre where I have the feeling the campaign feels really, 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 really good when it comes to storytelling and etc. Like as an example, uh, I think that the Destiny world story etc. is incredibly compelling for me. But when when you just judge it by the campaign on its own, it's very lackluster. I can see that. I mean, I this guy in Destiny 2 just falls over and is dead. Sorry for the spoiler, but he just... He, he, he tips over. Yeah, but, like, poetically... On his face. The way I look at it is, like, if if already I know, essentially, that this game has a built-in expiry date, loot suddenly becomes a lot less compelling to me as a as a motivating factor. It's oh, like, I'm going to get the loot and what I'm going to do with this. But, but you I play mean, RPGs, right? And RPGs also have usually, like, single-player RPGs, uh, this kind of, like, uh, kill new monsters, get stronger loot, kill new monsters, maybe do a side quest to get even better loot, then do take on the new challenge until the end. I mean, also, not a lot of I games do tend really, to carry over, right? I don't really play games like that. The only action RPG I play is Diablo, which is a game as a service. Right, but I mean, Diablo 3 has like a... I mean, unless you're doing seasonal stuff, like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess to each their own, but like, I I, I want to get in there and make builds. 
uh, have fun with said builds and then probably move on to something else. I, I don't, I don't like the, I will probably expire on my interest before it runs out of relevant stuff, judging by everything else I've played. As I never finished so, games, I'm cool with that. That's true. That's true. Um, moving on, uh, the probably biggest video game news, not industry news, we're going to get to it later, but like the biggest video game news of the year, uh, sorry, of this week was probably another demo. So why don't one of you guys talk about this? Because you're all excited for this and I know jack shit about it. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Did you did you play it at all? No, Masty? not yet. All right. Monster Hunter Rise demo is out. Um, I usually, as I told these guys when they asked if I was going to play it, like I was like, I usually don't bother with demos for games that I'm going to buy anyway, but... And they started talking about all the little subtle, minor, slight, teensy tiny adjustments to the weapons that I play, and I was like, "Well, fuck it, I better, I better get in there and try it out." So I got in there and tried it out, and it's cool. There's monsters. You hunt them. You rise. Well, you everything it does on the box. You can pet your palico and your doggo. You can't, you can't pet them. I don't know if you can pet them. Yeah, you like can you pet do, them. You just pet them now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's the biggest improvement, I guess, for you. Like they, they like super adorable. They, they gone on, on their back and show you their belly, and then you, you, what you would never do with a real cat, but they like it and stuff. And you know, what they're there for is like the, the, the important part is like when you're hunting a monster and you're about to get fucking beefed with just like a fireball, that that you just gotta hope that it hits that little cat first and just obliterates that motherfucker so that I can keep hunting. Like that's why they're there. Richard, tell me what is um, because I know deep in your heart you love the Palicos. Um, They're good, yeah. I like I like them a lot. Yeah. What is uh, the 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 what was uh, the most compelling experience with the demo compared to Monster Hunter World? Was it just uh, more of oh, that yeah, and yeah, a little yeah, bit different yeah, art yeah. style? Oh, I'll tell you. The What's the name of the chef? Uh, I don't know. Um, Whoa. I don't know. Uh, it's not Meowskular Chef because he's too busy getting it on with Mila Jovovich. Um. The most compelling, dude, you guys just don't even get me started. It's like obviously the most compelling is that the gun lance now has a guard anchor, uh, where you use one of your wire bugs to absorb the attack uh, coming from a monster to transfer it to your sharpness. You know, so like for a gun lance, it's really huge because you're not you know stuck sharpening every time you enter your different shelling types. You know, because I usually usually probably go for like a normal shelling type full blast, which uh, which really drains on drains on the sharpening. You know, if you're doing like full shelling slams all the time, so. The, uh, the the change to guard anchor um, really uh, is going to keep you in the fight longer. Um, so that's that's definitely the most compelling change. That sounds uh, incredibly exciting. Shit's dope, man. I don't know. Monster Hunter's fucking great. No, I mean, as I said before, like for me, um, I love the the art style, um, and I'm just eager to be there at the launch of a Monster Hunter game. After I got hooked with Monster Hunter World, but was very late, um, I, I just, for me, it could be literally the, probably mo almost the same game with a different, little bit different art style and uh, uh, pet dogo, and I would just play it to be there from the beginning. But hey, guess what? It's almost the same game with a little bit different art style and a pet doggo. Boom, perfect. So, will any of you gents like to... Um make a uh, forecast or like you know a, a what's your expectation for how this game is going to do best less selling than... best selling third party game of the year in Switch oh, I don't know Le less than less than world but will 
We said like hot cookies because it's on the Switch. Maybe more than World. Yeah, no, I mean, fuck. World World was like 16 mil, right? Yeah, World was... Uh, uh, plus. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. World was big. I think it was the most success. Like, everyone was surprised how big World became. Uh, yes. But like... Um, 16.4 million. Holy shit. Yeah. And then, and then, a, and then a bunch for Iceborne as well. Like Iceborne was like six point six or something. But also on three platforms, so I would say at least five on Switch. I mean, well, I mean, I guess the the thing you compare it to is um, is uh, Generations, right? There is a Switch Monster Hunter game, um, but it was there before uh, World kind of blew Monster no. Hunter out of its out of its niche. So, I mean, I even then, I even then, I think Generations was close to five, dude. Marcelo, you still um, it has by September twenty sixteen it was four point one million. Not bad. Wow. On the Switch? No. Once oh no, it was not it was not once on the generations, was it? Uh, uh generations ultimate. Well, I believe it was these fucking names, man. Well look, you gotta have the names when you're gonna release, you know, two games a year as your expansion. Atlas style. Oh, was it not Monster Hunter XX or something? Is the Switch one? Oh, the Switch one is. Uh... No. Okay, wait. Generation Ultimate has sold 3.9 millions for the Switch as of yeah. December 2018. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah so, shit. Four minutes. December, nice. December 2018. So, I mean, add that. Who knows how many people picked that up after. after being interested in world or whatever it'll do good um it'll do good because waiting for that fairy tale story of hey why we have a new console generation look at this incredibly popular and successful game on the switch it will happen uh, yeah. i mean there, there, there was already rumors that they were going to bring this thing to pc and whatever later okay then so uh richard's still excited for it yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna get it. I, I, I like Monster Hunter. I like, I, I, I like playing Monster Hunter. I will continue to play Monster Hunter. Basti is still gonna creep it from Richard's list to play. Yeah. I'm gonna pet Shameless. my palico and my dogo. It's so easy to 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 uh, create sales these days. I think in the year 2021 we can be done with doggo. And uh, not me. Never, never, never done with doggo. See, we can move on from doggo. Probably buy it because of that. Doggo and Popper are best. best like boy. he he bought Dark Souls because you told him you can pet the the big wolf. You can. You still gotta. Still gotta kill it. Shall we move on? Yes. Um, the next bit of news came on January 7th when Twitch tweeted, I'm going to quote them, uh, we've made the decision to remove the PogChamp emote following statements from the face of the emote encouraging further violence after what took place in the capital today. Um, I'm not going to get too much into background because uh, hopefully any, any, I think anybody who is internet savvy enough to find our podcast figured out that something really bad happened last week in, in, in Washington at the mm. capital. But uh, what I found really interesting about this was was two things that for one, you know, a lot of people who, you know, even like, you know, go pock champing around, they were like, wait, this is based on a real person. I didn't know that. Yeah. And also what was great, like, you know, for example, when I saw um, on, on, on Eurogamer, when they wrote about this, I saw comments where people said, like, I've just read this story and I have no idea what any of this is about. Mm-hmm. Like it really hammered home to me, like this disconnect that it seems that increasingly, you know, 
the gaming community and the Twitch community can at times be really, really completely separate entities. I mean, Twitch community itself can be pretty out there. We're yeah, not going to talk about VTubers now, Richard. We're not, because uh, those are on YouTube. fuck is wrong with you? Um, V-streamers. V-streamers? Uh, I've seen a couple. Um I've seen a couple like get their avatars and shit, but a lot of that stuff's like VR chat. Is there is their whole community there? Um, yeah. Did 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 uh, be honest? Did you guys know who uh, what what PogChamp was A and B? Uh, who the face of PogChamp was before this stuff happened? Yes. Aw. You got you really? Yeah. I didn't. I, I've never heard you guys even follow like FGC stuff, so I didn't think you'd actually know who this person was. That's actually pretty surprising. I mean, he already made some headlines uh, last summer when he Did had you, some so, so you, so wild, you, wild things to say about COVID. You you knew him as a uh, as a controversial dipshit and not as a yeah. Yeah. FGC. And guy. I learned yeah. I learned about him after I learned about the emote. I see. Okay, interesting. Um, that's weird. Like. That's weird. I, I bet. I bet. I, I mean, we were when we were originally talking about the story. Like, I bet ninety nine percent of people don't even know who this fucking dude is. Um, and uh, even then, I bet. I bet an even larger uh, portion of the gaming community doesn't know what Pog fucking champ is or anything like that. Like, it's just. I mean, I have to admit, like, I don't know where the where the name comes from. I also uh, off the top like, of my well, head. I mean, I, like, I, obviously, uh, you know, the first thing when I first heard that people said I was like, well, Pogs were great when I was a kid in school, but. How does this apply to the situation? You guys love pogs, right? Uh, I love pogs. It's it's one of the first. Uh, it's one of the first. W- w- when among... you say pog, we're we're going ah. P O G, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there we go. Not, um, the other, not the other. Pog is a uh, pog. Not no, but no. I mean no. Pog is a play of game. But what game first did? Because like obviously the first thing I I think of for that is is overwatch but like that is way older as an emote right oh dude this shit's from fucking this shit this shit is from fgc dude and it's from it's from it's from I, again like i don't know how much we want to uh we want to get into this but like the, 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 there was um there was a a because because the amusing hope well honestly on the face of it not too amusing joke is like the through line is uh the fighting game community hated street fighter 5 so much that it led to the terrible events in the capital indirectly <laughs> essentially back in the day there back in the day there was a a um fighting game streaming show uh that was was pretty decent um when street fighter 5 came out that kind of stopped being made uh for a variety of fucking reasons um but yeah that that pog came from from that to the best of my historical understanding is pog came from from that uh not that particular show that that I'm talking about, but like the the precursor to that. It's it's definitely a, a FGC um, thing. The only thing that's confusing to me here, like generally confusing, not trolling, is, I mean, I can like a, a play of the game like totally makes sense in the in the context of Overwatch or something like you know American football, where there's like a lot of plays. But it always feels to me like when I when I see a fighting game thing. You know, like usually it ends like with one guy doing a great combo or something like so like just like you know that you have a play of the game in like a 30 second thing or something that seems weird because it's like the whole thing essentially like you know so short that it's deep. no no i don't think you'd feel that way i mean like come on like even from a even from an outside perspective like you can you can still feel like the daigo moment you know stuff like that like they've been they've been talking about that for for a while i mean fgc is probably one of the first places that i've had even even as 
scuffed up as it is, like the, the kind of sports level commentary that you kind of expect out of a lot of esports stuff by now, even if they've done it more professionally. But no, I mean, he parried all that fucking, he parried Chun Li's whole thing. It's hard to do. Well, it's, it was it was it was pretty hype to see. It's it's not a butt fumble, but it's pretty good. I mean, it, it's probably like if yeah, you had to think of the fumble. fucking, if you had to think of the the fucking top ten, top five, top fucking three like uh, live game show esports moments, like that's got to be up there. And the Daigo thing, the blocking. Yeah. Probably yes. I mean, there's there's plenty of FGC shit like that. So I mean, like they they they've they've been doing commentary on that. I mean that 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 whole community thrives on commentary. Like, I bet you don't even find a lot of people that really want to play. A li- like, I just want to be a player. I don't want to like get in the booth or anything like that. There's a ton of people that want to call that shit. I mean, you can you can watch Daigo on Twitch. Uh, just don't. I think XP is uh, backdooring and killing the Nexus is also up there as a legendary moment. Sure, sure, sure. I mean. Again, I, the the only point I was trying to make is that like yeah, like uh, uh, fighting games have been doing that for a while, so that's where that came from. Um, they banned that fucking emote, which is it, it, probably a good idea, but also a little weird. From I don't know, I don't know when. Uh, I guess if I had to sum up Twitch in one thing, it's like I don't know when they enforce certain policy stuff. It's probably just when it's getting when it's getting called out twitch um, is a definition of double standards so twitch is yeah twitch is a little weird i mean it, it is a it is a who knows it is a pepe stay favorite what, what i what i really like there as an idea in terms of like esports people uh, from sean plot whom a lot of you or some people may know as day nine you know a, yeah. a big esports personality from from the starcraft days or so he suggested that you know essentially um, Twitch, you know, creates a, a archive or something of, you know, different streamers want to participate, like doing the PogChamp phase, and whenever you do the yeah. PogChamp emote, like, it draws randomly from one of them. Which I think, you know, I don't know about the technology or, like, how complicated yeah. it is, but I, I like the spirit, I like the idea of doing it like that. Well, let so. me give you an update, Marcel, so you can lose fucking faith in humanity. They did do that. Yeah. Um, except it's just a different emote every 24 hours. Um, which, you know, you know, well, as a as a Twitter enthusiast, uh, this just became a new, fresh way to uh, comb through whoever the Pog Champ of the Day's tweets are and fucking lambast them for that. So the 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 new Pog Champ is already under fire for things that he has tweeted in the past. Well, is it, did he milkshake duck? No, this is like this is like the other side of it. Like, I, I mean, the stuff. The, I, 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 you guys can look this shit up on yourself. I, I truly do not have a stance on the current Pog Champ fucking the current Pog Champ drama. Um, I don't, I don't get into. It. I don't even know half of the shit they're talking about. But like, it was, it was, it was um, just interesting to be like, hey, let's do this neat thing where we celebrate all streamers. And they're like, fuck you, we're just gonna fucking, we're just gonna fucking uh, give them a bunch of shit for what they tweeted. That's Which, actually uh, a good thing. Uh, yeah. Also, you know, in terms of, I, I know, I know what a milkshake duck is, but I don't know where the term comes from. For example, you see, you can't just say like curly mustache and think that like people are gonna think this is another one of those like. You're either weeb or you're not situations. So um, we are getting a little bit shorter on time. That's why I would suggest we skip the next one. And I have one last topic um, for all the number crunches out there. There's people who love numbers, right? Love. Oh, I mean, yeah. Matt, at love least Magic numbers. the Gathering players must love numbers, as far as I can tell. Spreadsheets. Um, that as well. So uh, uh, Super Data, 
which is one of the you know canonical leading uh, games industry analysts. They're also part of the Nielsen Group, which of course you know, are are the canonical number crunches for a whole lot of industries. Uh, they've released their 2020 report, um, which has some very interesting numbers, obviously. And to me, it always feels admittedly a little bit weird talking about this because you no. Know, Looking outside, you know, at everything else, um, 2020 has been a banner year for the games industry, if not for much else. And um, yeah, so if you guys are cool with numbers, I'm going to throw some numbers at you and I want to hear your reactions to a lot of numbers. Go. Yeah, let me react to these numbers. I'm ready. You're ready to pog champ? That shit's pog. Poggers. Can I get a poggers in the chat? I would actually, I would love, to, I would love, can, can, can you do a, can you take a picture of you doing the, the face for like the, the cover of this episode or so? Oh, there, there, there might be a picture of me doing the face at Almost. some company party. I have it. Yeah. I have it. I have I remember it. we had, we had my picture on the cover. We had Marcel's yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. picture on the cover. So it's, it's, it's about we time. Had Matt, we had Matt dressing up or being a beach hobo. Yeah. It's almost as if, and you know. Read into this what you will. I don't want to fucking have a lot to do with the internet. Oh, I have a, oh, oh, I have a fantastic picture in mind. You all know you that guys, picture. You guys are the gateway, or my gateways to the internet, and I, I do not expect to uh, to get much further into we'll it. We'll probably never find out, Richard, what we do to the to the cover uh, of the next exactly. episode. Exactly, that's the other side, right? Like, he literally just admitted like he will never know what we do to him. Oh, Christ. Um, so, uh, 2020, uh, games and interactive media earns uh, $139 billion, nice. dollars, uh, which was a 12% growth year over year. Wow. Um, that is... And the interesting thing here is, you know, like, game earnings were up 6% year over year for January and February. And then as the lockdown came to the West, uh, it went up 14% for the rest of the year, which comes to an aggregate 12% growth year over year. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, again, it feels very weird, but it's probably fair to say the games industry was the war profiteer or one of the war yeah, profiteers of this thing. That still is. Um, I think no one is really course, surprised um, about that, right? <laughs> such an interesting way to say it. <laughs> what war profit here? Yeah, but it's it, it's kind of true, right? Obviously, no, it's it's also exaggerated, but it's also kind of true. Like you know, it's and and I must say honestly, it 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 did feel very weird to me because you know normally we think of the games industry as something that maybe doesn't have the best job security. You know, it can True. be very fast lived True. and fire. And now sitting sitting there for for most of the last year, seeing um, you know, some of some of my friends work normal, respectable jobs. You know, like being furloughed, worrying about you know the companies or they're gonna like, cut jobs and stuff like that. And sitting here and thinking to myself, I'm not worried at all right now. It felt kind of weird. I'll be honest. Very but, lucky. Like, very very, very atypical to me. I agree. So, yeah, like, really, really, very fortunate in that sense. Very fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. Which is interesting because normally our reaction to any kind of gaming news normally tends to be very, very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate what happened, what happened there. Remember, <laughs> like, think about all the, the, the waves of layoffs we get after the next, of the end of the, the, the fiscal year when companies announce their profit and how they profiteered of uh, the, the pandemic and then they lay off other people to make even more profit. Well, um, Super Data forecasts um, after the 12% growth um, that this year there will still be growth only 2%. Oh, you have course, to. You know, considering that last year was was already, you know, crazy, 
they don't expect like the mortgage contract or something just like will keep growing more steadily and to to give you a, a brief lesson on economics when you have a couple of years where your numbers are very very high if it normalizes obviously that's very bad news because how can it be that after a peak it goes down a bit and you will uh, follow with uh, measures to fight against that which is usually bad you guys do that over here in europe it's usually not that bad as in america richard I was gonna say, like, do measures to fight against things. Hmm. What? Not usually. Well, uh, uh, if we measure something, it's gonna be a metric system. Oh. Oh. But uh, let's, uh, let's go back to good. the good news before I get into my weird, dark spiral of bitterness when it comes to economics and stuff. So. So yeah, uh, 139 billion in total. That was made up by 73 billion mobile. By far the number one, of course, that is heavily driven by Asia as a market as well. Um, 33 billion on a PC, 19 billion a console, and 9 billion gaming video content, which is for them, you know, streaming, YouTube, I guess, VTubers, Richard, all of that combines. Mm -hmm. And I did specifically also mention as a contributing factor to popularity this year, people like um, AOC taking to streaming. And but 7 billion for mixed media. That was a big. That was a big. I mean, she she uh, she brought viewers in. That was a big deal. Yes. Uh, yesterday, by the way, the the all-time Twitch record by a single streamer was broken by a gentleman from Spain. I think he was debuting his official in-game Fortnite skin, and then later, as he broke the record, proceeded to perform Fortnite dances on the stream. And as yeah. we just talked I'm about, better at that than Ninja. Nobody know, knew where the Pokemon mob was from. I bet that seventy to eighty percent of all people watching this uh, gentleman had no idea who he who he is and just jumped on a weird snowballing hype train. Yeah, definitely. I, as as you know, as on Twitter, people were like, "Hey, this guy's getting close to the or oh, he broke the record." Now they, you saw a lot of people. Hey, I want to be part of this, which is kind of weird. But you're like, I guess. I mean, yeah. Well, that's on the other cool, side, though. you know, if if you say this is important to you, sure, then you know, you it's it's a moment where you're part of history of something that is important yeah. to you, whether you know that is relevant to others or not. Um, I get that. You know, like sometimes it's like, hey, you know, I I saw this match live. You know, that was sporting history or something like that. So yeah, sure, I get it. I, yeah, um, those moments happen. Like I, I I remember being amused by people being very confused as to why this um, weird uh, Russian rapper was doing so well on Twitch and it was like fucking Cedo. <laughs> I was like, is that fucking Cedo? This isn't Russian? What the fuck is wrong with you people? It was very confusing. You, you know what's but great about these uh, numbers? Hmm. Remember a time when everyone Has said... Has it not gonna arrive in your wallet? But PC... with Bobby Kotick? Yeah, obviously. Uh, when everyone said PC is dead and on the total decline. I mean, we have this, oh, PC is getting stronger and stronger as a market for years now, but have it there. Console 19 billion, PC 33 billion. billion. I think uh, I think uh, it's pretty funny also to watch Japan just be like, wait, what? We made what? We made money on that? No. On the, PC, on the personal computer? Weird. Yeah, I think one of the standout numbers here, because obviously, you know, as we said, um, 73 billion like almost half of that is or like more than half of that actually is is mobile um of course as you know mobile is heavily driven by the free-to-play games but still um premium games so you know that is you know paid full price games triple a whatever you want to call it grew 28 percent year over year last year uh, on the back of titles of course like the last of us cyberpunk um 
sports games like FIFA, NBA, 2K um, did very well. You know, some people cynically saying, well, you know, since there was no real sports for people to watch, they took the second best thing, which was video games. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was also crazy, like 28% growth um, for for a for a thing that seemed to be on the decline for a little while. I mean, obviously, yes, there's there's tons of very successful box games, but like normally, you know, free to play, mobile, etc. You know, outgrows them so that was that was crazy to see 28% that's a huge number it's a lot it's yeah stuff like this is it, you you get it's it's so rare to get a kind of look at stuff like this it's really um... Actually, uh, what is very cool is that if anybody's interested in this you can go to super data to the website and you can download this whole 20 page report for free you just have to leave them your your, your address like whatever but um you can get the whole the whole thing for free um, if you're really into numbers. There's a lot more interesting numbers in there. There's you know like the for, uh, the the top you know performing games in the different segments, etc. For example, like League of Legends is still the most or like the best performing PC free to play game. Otherwise, like the top crossing um, uh, free to play games are almost all mobile. You know what I um, also like that? Yeah, go ahead. I like that. Um, when you think about free to play games, you always get the idea I mean, it is partially true that it is uh, the license to print infinite money like games like fortnite etc it's like absolutely bonkers and crazy how much money they make but that the premium industry i mean which consists partially of games which are take years and a, a crazy amount of money in development i mean obviously there's also the the yearly or or bi-yearly annual franchises etc takes still such a, a, a big part of that market which I really, really like. Because, I mean, you all guys remember a time when when uh, a lot of IPs died off and the whole industry tried to switch over to free-to-play, um, fall partially on their nose for that. But to see that there is still a huge premium market for premium products and all that, and the whole industry supporting that when it comes to the, and the whole infrastructure, when it comes to um, from, from development to marketing, etc., to put that extra quality and time into stuff is, is really, really great to see for me. Definitely. But what is also interesting, since you just mentioned Fortnite, and obviously you know, we, we we think of Fortnite as one of the biggest games in the world, uh, it is not one of the top 10 uh, highest earning free-to-play titles of 2020. Um, How many of those are gotcha games? I don't know. I mean, I can give you the names and you can tell me. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, I got this. Number 10 is Dungeon Fighter Online. Definitely gotcha game. Next one could be a gotcha game. I don't know. I must admit. Um, number nine is Gardenscapes New Acres. Gardenscapes New Acres. That's mm -hmm. the one with all the annoying advertisements. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of annoying advertisements, but I don't think it's a gotcha game. I think it has energy and stuff like that. You know the classics. Yeah. Um, then there's AFK Arena, which mm -hmm. has uh... a lot of weird ads everywhere, but also had Ezio for a while. I don't. And now think has. I think they have Joker in there, right? They have Joker from uh, Persona Five. Could be. I've, I've then, heard the game and nothing else. Number seven is Candy Crash Saga. So again, not a gacha game. Hmm. Uh, number six is League of Legends as the uh, highest grossing um, uh, you know, PC game in mm -hmm. there. Uh, made uh, $1.7 last year. So uh, Riot's still doing very well, it seems. Uh, number five is Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is interesting because obviously you know, it was a game that inspired you to go outside. But um, they specifically remark here that due to the fact that with COVID and everything, they you know quickly acted to rework the game. They had a 39% growth year over year, um, 
at a time, for example, on the other hand, that Microsoft is shutting down Minecraft, what's it called, Earth? But the, the Minecraft Earth, which is like the Minecraft Pokemon Go-esque game. They're shutting that down because they said, hey, you know, last year with people not being able to go out inside, outside and stuff like that, we just don't have the numbers. It doesn't make sense. Which I found interesting that, you know, one one such game is shutting down, whereas with Pokemon Go, they have 30%, uh, 39% growth, actually, wait, in, in wait, their revenue. You say they patched out the Go out of Pokemon Go. Yeah, so you don't have to go. Oh, I didn't say they uh-huh. patched out the Go completely. It's just like there was less focus. There's less on, Go. You know, yeah, less go, less, go, less you know, hang out with other people and stuff. Less More Pokemon Sid. Stuff like that. Because believe shit. me, uh, recently you do not want to catch it all. <laughs> I think we can end the episode. <laughs> that was a good one, Richard. We don't, we uh, there is, even there is Free Fire anymore. from Garena. I have to admit, I have no idea what this game looks no. like. It's a gacha game. I assume it's just... Uh, no, it's a shooter. I assume it's big in Southeast Asia where Garena is based. Shooter gacha. Um... Then the big one here that I think really has overtaken Fortnite as the place to be for kids and teenagers is Roblox, gotcha um, game. which made gotcha game, yeah. $2.2 billion. No, Roblox is not a gacha game. What the fuck are you guys talking about? I never oh, heard yeah. about that game. Roadblox? Like having a Roblox? Roblox? You've heard of Roblox. R-O-B-L-O-X. Seriously, is there a way Roblox. for you to sound fucking older today? Like, do you want to fucking talk about how like big candy bars were when you were a kid for a nickel? I would hope you've heard of Roblox, Bussy. It's a kind of a big deal. Listen to his fucking keyboard as he Googles roadblocks. Like, what? What is Roblox, um, man? Number Seems two to be very is Peacekeeper Elite, which I Beef think that is, that, is, that is PUBG, right? In China. Peacekeeper Elite. Peacekeeper right? Elite. So it's a Dude, sensor. What the fuck's wrong with you? Sensor that's a, that's a gacha game. Where you just. Uh, Gently ask people to uh, lay down their sandwich. Yeah. So that is also interesting, right? Like top is not here in the top ten, but Peacekeeper Elite. So like the the Chinese rebranding of of PUBG is is number two. Fucking shocker. And then number one is of course Honor of Kings. So it's fair to I say that's been a pretty good year for ten cents. You Genshin guys have no Impact idea what you're talking about, are you? No, Genshin Impact wouldn't be in that. No, no, no. But it's no, no. a gacha game. Yes, it is. And you told me today that gacha games are being successful, and I yeah, hear yeah, that Genshin Impact is successful. Yeah, didn't you just hear that? Like, it has all the memes. Seven, seven of the ten most popular games are gacha games. I fucking feel like I just told you this. I haven't seen a single Roblox there game, is, but have there seen is a lot li- there of. Is li- uh, there is literally no, 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 no gacha in here. I don't think you guys know what you're talking about, honestly. Mm-hmm. Neither of you. Mm-hmm. Just my feelings. Mm-hmm. Well, because so, neither, neither a MOBA nor a shooter is a gacha game. I guess I would make a shitty business analyst then. Hmm. Possibly. <laughs> that's that's why people come to our podcast. But that's see, that's why people like me exist, who who know just enough about numbers to sound smart when they use them. There you go. That's the real that's trick. my whole business model, personally. Yeah, that's the trick. I am not free to play or something. I am uh, sound smart to get paid. That's my you are you are definitely a gotcha experience. So you're like, oh Honestly. man, what what am I gonna get after about talking with Marcel today? It's like, oh, a fucking depressingly a double depressingly confusing opinion on what a definition of things are. I'm just happy that we're still getting paid and are able to work on on premium games because they're successful. That's that's something to truly be thankful for, my Aww. man. 
Um, one bit that I found very interesting because you know, normally people tend to say that it's super hard to break into the top tiers on mobile, right? Like you say, unless you spend hundreds of millions or something, it's impossible to get in there. Like we, we have this idea that mobile business yeah. is very, very top driven. Seems very impenetrable. But actually, uh, for it was premium. Like the top 10 premium games accounted for 34% of the total premium market earnings. So essentially, the top 10 games, you know, uh, AAA games, they made one third of the of all the money spent on AAA games. So like that is super top, uh, you know, top heavy. And like uh, whereas with mobile, it was just 19%. I think sure. that was that was probably yeah. the, the most interesting thing to me. Um, sure. I mean, okay, Modern Warfare uh, by itself made 1.9 billion. So um, you know, that's yeah, that's a solid yeah. number right there. And I by mean, far and away, it's like but Modern Warfare made almost twice as much money as the second premium title, which is FIFA 20. Uh, so any any last thoughts on that before we wrap this up? Uh, another year of numbers. I, I knew that Genshin Impact would end up place one. I knew it. What? It, I mean, gacha games are unstoppable. We've learned, Arso. We learned. I, I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Seems... Okay, but um, then I guess since the, since you don't want to discuss that, then we can. <laughs> no, I think I think you summarized it excellently. Like it's not about not discussing. I think I think you. Um, the, we, we've talked about this before. The the um, it is going to be harder and harder for people to get into what we consider AAA development, blockbuster development, because the stakes will keep rising. And yes, there is a ton of money in it, but to enter that race is going to be um, is going to start being more prohibitive for people, which is why you see them trying to grab up IPs, which is why you see them trying to do the Netflix and gaming thing to kind of sidestep this. If I can't guarantee a a Fortnite, and I can't guarantee a Last of Us, then I might as well try to diversify. So you'll see a little more of that, that middle tier of, of gaming come in. You still have the big AAA releases, but I mean, that's actually ties in pretty well to, to what we were talking about last time with that. Okay. I'll take your, I'll take your silence as a general agreement. Will Biomutant ever came out talking about middle, middle tier games? Who fucking cares? Uh, it's supposed to come out in the first quarter of the next financial year, so April to May, to June. Hmm. Allegedly. Uh, Richard, uh, based yeah. after all these numbers, what is today's Twitter? Uh, well, I mean, you guys, you know, sometimes you got to take a break from the, the numbers. You can find me at MogChamp. Um, just send me pictures of Mog from Final Fantasy VI with the drill, without the drill. The only controversial opinion that Mog has is about Tonberries. I don't know what any of that means, so I guess I feel like somebody reading about PogChamp who doesn't know about Twitch. There you go. Uh, Basti, where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can uh, talk to me at Bastian Thun, T-H-U-N, and uh, especially if you want to share your cute political pictures with what? No. And of course, you can always shoot us an email to projectilelunchcast at gmail.com um, about literally anything. Um, anything you know, like if you, you've seen these guys they're shameless from from virtual influencers to uh, furries to kajit they'll talk about anything so just you know ask them whatever questions you have if you, say you can also do the same on twitter at plungecast 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 and of Plunge. course you can also talk to me uh at com underscore raven um i'm here for the serious topics no kajit for me but some kajit memes are kind of fun i like them so kajit memes are cool as well and uh, I think, yeah, that's it for today. We look forward to being listened to by you. Hey, hey Marcel. In two weeks? What? Hey. 
Marcel. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Todd Howard is going to be a VTuber, and you're the only person that can decide if he appears as an anime avatar in a cat suit, Todd Howard, or Todd Howard, who is actually a cat person. Both of them with boobs. What's your choice? So we want to try switching your projectile lunchcast to a bi-weekly format for the time being. So you will hear us again in two weeks. It's this cat is. It's going to be all great, all new, all improved. Yeah. Maybe not. I knew the cat suit wasn't going to be enough for you. Take care. Bye bye. Old school. Yeah, old school.